Well, ladies and gentlemen, here we are again for uh, another show on the EKN Radio Network. We're thrilled, David Cole and I, uh, to be able to bring a new one. We're calling it The Hot Seat. And essentially, it's our opportunity to sit down with some players in the industry, guys that uh, are key individuals, team owners, uh, promoters, maybe even maybe even some dads that have around a long time, engine builders, whatever it may be. Give them a chance to discuss their programs. We'll pitch some hard-hitting questions at them. Uh, some of them will talk about what's going on in their own program. But, you know, times as well, we're going to ask some questions about what's going on in the sport because, of course, as we said, key individuals, they're, they're part of this program. It will be an interview format. We'll go back and forth. But, again, something brand new for the EKN Radio Network as we just get things going here with our podcasts. This is the very first episode of The Hot Seat. Of course, David Cole handling the production here today. And in The Hot Seats from the Rollison Performance Group, already looking at his phone, seeing when he can get the heck out of here. Mike Rollison. Mike, thank you so much for sitting down with us. Welcome to the hot seat. Welcome to the EKN Radio Network. Uh, you seem pensive. You seem a little a little scared. It's like it's like the start of a main event right now? Well, a little bit, yeah. First, hi, Rob. Thanks for having me. Hi, Mike. Uh, a little bit nervous, yeah, but uh, I'm glad to be here. And, and of course, uh, just finishing up Friday practice here at the Pro Tour. Still a little Still winding down a little bit. Still got the blood flowing. Do you, are you able to wind down throughout the weekend, or you mean it during the day? And again, yes, we're here at the Supercars USA Pro Tour, the uh, the Spring Nationals for this year, which is the second event on the three event series. You just mean you mean you're just winding down for the day? Yeah, I, I never really wind down, <laughs> Rob. <laughs> that was my next question. I was yeah. going to say no. You don't wind down. No, I I, I don't. Uh, yeah, about ten thirty, eleven thirty before I fall asleep, and then I wake up at about four thirty or five. Well, and we're going to get to that in a bit because uh, we'll talk more about your schedule and what you've done. And, and I was, I've was i been working on a column I'm trying to get out as well uh, for the, a morning coffee to talk about your ridiculous schedule. Right. People think I have this crazy schedule. I do four or five races in a row. We'll talk later about the fact that you've essentially been on the road for two months, which is ridiculous. Uh, let's start here. We're at the Super Nationals. Um, let's talk about what the Rawlson Performance Group tent looks like here this weekend. Any new drivers? Uh, you've got some guys you've been around for, have around for a long time. What are your thoughts on the tent itself, the, the guys you have under the, the banner? Well, we have a great tent this week, um, uh, a full tent, which is awesome, and uh, great families, um, some newer drivers uh, to the team, um, and then also drivers that have been with us for years. Selican is back. Oh, Luke and, Selican back, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just finished college uh, yesterday, finished his last final from his first year of college, and, and some new families um, and things are good. Things are good. We had a good day today. One of the things I find interesting, you know, I said you, you guys come back. This is this is big family. Blaine Roca, uh, Roca's been back before. Blaine Rocha. You've got Bill Cleveland here. Bill obviously just won his Rotax Grand Finals ticket by sweeping the year at the Challenge of the Americas. But he's on the wrenches here this weekend, I believe. I, that's something I like, too. Guys are kind of staying with you. Uh, it's really cool. Billy and Luke actually got together this winter and, and made a plan to tackle the Pro Tour. And Billy was with Luke in New Orleans, and he's here again this week. And and uh, I think I think we'll probably see them together more later this summer. Do you find that some of the parents kind of gravitate to each other? The new parents that come in with you kind of go to the parents that are around for a long time, and maybe you know they say they'll ask, say, "How do I you know, how do I deal with Mike? How do I deal with Bonner? How do I deal?" Because obviously you have different personalities with all the guys that work for you, whether it's Wes Boswell or or Mike Beanie. That you know you have a huge lineup of, of great talent on the on the mechanic side, the engineering side. Do you think the parents kind of work together to kind of teach each other how to either stay out of the way or how to deal with these these different individuals? They definitely do, uh, and and of course, uh, I mean racing. 
I think it's very important that the driver and mechanic, um, that their personalities align, that they get along. I, I've certainly seen great drivers that have found more success with certain mechanics and less with others. So uh, in, in that same respect, it, if the parents know when to step in and when to step away, uh, even better. That is something that's tough. It's tough from the bottom of karting to the very top of IndyCar to a certain extent. There are IndyCar guys that have had trouble because their parents or dad might have been too aggressive. It's the same thing, I think, in your tent, isn't it, that that the parents sometimes can be a hindrance. They can be that great cheerleader that allows their driver just to kind of succeed, but they can also be a hindrance that kind of makes them makes that, that driver-tuner relationship not an easy one. Definitely, uh, and, and this has happened before and will happen in the future. I, I think uh, – what I see with the parents is they have so much passion and they want their their kid to succeed on whatever level it is. Uh, it's hard for them to direct the passion. They don't know the things that we know in the industry about tuning a chassis or an engine or coaching a driver, uh, but they have all this energy and they, they're not sure where to focus it. Um, once they figure that out, and, and like you said, uh, the, the parents that are newer to the national scene, uh, can get coached from the parents that have been here for a few seasons, two or three seasons, things run a lot smoother. Uh, if we look at your team, I, I know you're loaded with a bunch of great X30 drivers, X30 senior drivers here this weekend. What are your thoughts on winning with one of those drivers? Who Do you do you feel comfortable saying, yeah, I think this guy's got the best shot at it, or based on the way how, how fast we were uh, in practice that maybe this guy's got the hunt, the, the hint right now, or – you guys put so much data together, you never know who's going to come out as the fast guy tomorrow. It's tough. It's tough. And, and I'll tell you, after looking at, at some of the last sessions this afternoon here at Sonoma, wow, uh, X30 Junior, X30 Senior is so close. A little slip up, a, a tenth or two can put you back 20 positions. So maybe on some other tracks I could say to you, yeah, this driver is looking to be at the top. Um, but we don't want to take anything for granted. If you look at how stacked the junior and senior field is here, any one of those drivers, if they have their their game face on and they have their setup, they can go win. It seems like you have a couple of drivers who are kind of hitting their stride right now, too. They're kind of finding their way in whatever category they're in at this point. Hannah Greenmeyer, one of the ones I think, come to my mind very quickly. She was able to win a race at the Challenge of the Americas. I think she topped the session here uh, during practice. I think she's got that momentum and that confidence. Once you get that, you know, you know that you've raced for for your entire entire life. When you have that confidence and that momentum, maybe Hannah's at a time that she's going to maybe peak right now. Not peak, but maybe she's going to hit a stride where she'll find some comfort level. Well, I hope so. Uh, of, of course, course. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. We hope, and, and she does have momentum. And and um, uh, what I've seen. It, over the years working with drivers is it's like steps and and they'll they'll be on an an incredible uh curve of learning and 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 just getting better and faster and 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 then it it levels off a little bit and then they're going again and and she's climbing right now We, we can see that let's uh let's talk about your winter let's go back now to talk about the fact that here we are in what is it early may right now your first four months Crazy, a little, little ridiculous. You ran now. You ran essentially satellite teams by coastal teams. You did the the Florida Winter Tour, both both Rotax and Rock. Right. You did the Challenge of the Americas. You did the California Pro Car Challenge, and of course, in the middle there, you threw in the Scusa Winter Nationals. You essentially worked from the first week of January all the way to Easter. Get, just give the listeners, if you can, a little feel of what you did. You were hoteling it 
sleeping in the back of the toter? Like, what was this all about? Well, yes, all of the above. First, I'd like to say there was uh, a handful of us that that at RPG that all worked our tails off. Seriously. Boz, Bonner, Beanie, myself, Alex, uh, Aaron, the, the list goes on and on. <clears throat> there was half a dozen of us that were not home very much in in the first four months of the year. What's the motivation for that? Is there a dedication for Rollison Performance Group that I would say, let me just pitch this out and tell me if I'm right or wrong, is it that you want to make sure that you are everywhere, that you guys can support whatever your customer wants, whether they want winter tour, you're going to be there. Even though you're based in the Pacific Northwest, if it's if it's Florida winter tour, you'll do it. And if it's Because I know that you had the truck, the big truck one place, you had the smaller truck another place with a trailer. Is that kind of it? Is it... Is it the fact that you don't want to miss out on anything, or is it the fact that you just want to provide your customers with whatever they want, essentially? Well, I think it's both. Uh, I, I really do. Um, first of all, of course, there has to be the the desire from the customers. <clears throat> they are a big part. They, they dictate where we go, right? If I've got uh, a couple customers, <clears throat> of course, it's more difficult to pencil something like that at, at a, an event wherever it is, the East Coast or the West Coast. So we had... Uh, you know enough customers at these different events that we we were at all of them um <clears throat> next winter will we do the exact same thing mm, i'm not so sure today <laughs> once bitten twice shy <laughs> maybe maybe ask me that in a couple more months <laughs> you uh, you introduced essentially a full actual like you had you brought the whole trail of the full program to the california pro car challenge this year i know you tested the waters last year you went down you raced uh, x30 master yourself got a feel for the series and you came back. You you were all in this year for the California Pro Car Challenge. Obviously, 170, 180 entries a, a weekend, a Friday, Saturday race. That's pretty impressive. And you brought drivers down to that. What were your, what was your feeling on, on running that program this year for the first time? Well, it, I mean, it's it's a great program. Um, it, it it's strong. And 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 to go back to uh, your first question about you know what are we doing going coast to coast and all these races in the first four months i think a lot of it is we want to go where there's the highest competition and uh different customers are based in different parts of the country or different customers come from different parts of the world and it's easy for them to get to florida um so for us on the west coast it's a it's a no-brainer in february march you know the pro the pro car challenge schedule. It's a, it's a no brainer to go to those races. Strong competition. Uh, you know the IAMI platform is something that we know, and and uh, it's great weather. Let's talk logistics. Uh, okay. Is there a spreadsheet somewhere? Uh, do you have a dedicated person doing your your flight booking, your hotel booking? Because back and forth and back and forth, essentially every weekend for three months. Yeah. That has to take a ton of work in terms of making sure everything fits in. You're flying guys from all over the place. Right. Tell me a little bit about your logistical challenges to deal with. Well, we do have help with the hotels for sure. Um, that that's a huge deal. Um, I have a lot of notes in my iPhone. I bet <laughs> a lot of marks on my calendar. Is and, there a spreadsheet? Like, is where. there something that you know, or do you, do you actually have someone working for you that just handles nothing but travel? Uh, well, like I said, for the hotels, I, I I do have help for the hotels. Okay. Pages is, is a huge help for us on the hotels. Um, the the flights and and the the who's going where on what day, all of that. I. I do it all. I'm not saying I do it perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a couple. Not, of, not by any means. Yeah, there's a couple of bad flights, a couple of missed flights. I've done that before. Trust me, we we do the same thing. Uh, well, a it's bit. just it's just part of it. It just happens. What uh, what did your team take away? Obviously, <clears throat> excuse me. You you're on. You guys are working so much, and I think uh, 
when you're working, when you're working with drivers, the more you work with them, the more practice you're getting, the better the drivers are going to be. The more in tune the mechanics are going to be with the chassis and how it handles certain racetracks and certain and certain surfaces and temperatures and and, and you know, any kind of atmosphere you're dealing with in terms of the carburetors and everything. It's what does your team take away from it going going four hard months? Does it let off a little bit now, or are they are they ready to keep tackling it? Well, I mean, I'm I feel very lucky to have some of the the people that we have with RPG like. Like Wes, Bonner, West, yeah, Wes Boswell. Let's uh, throw the names out there: Bonner, Moulton, yeah, yeah, Beanie, uh, uh, Alex, who, who's a big part of our team uh, from uh, Alex Vincent from from Montreal that, that that's been uh, you know involved with us on the Rotax mm-hmm. side, and now he's transitioning, like many. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little later. The, on. Yeah, to a different platform, right? Yep. Okay. Um, uh, there is a break, and and I think it's it's needed for everyone, <laughs> us, and and the racers and families. True, most definitely. They need a break too. Exactly. All right, let's. Here's the thing. This is the thing I like about Dave and I call. I call. I, we always talk about this about you. Uh, it's not just team. You do a little bit of driving yourself, but you're a promoter as well. You decided that you're going right. to get on board. You you saw a need in the Pacific Northwest that you needed to to at, at that point was to essentially have an outlet for the full on Rotax program. You know, similar to the Challenge of the Americas. So you came out with the the Canam Karting Challenge. You're going to go uh, a little bit of an evolution this year with the program. Right. Three weekends, your first being just a couple of weeks away at Horn Rapids uh, Car Track in Richland. Right. Uh, May 19, 2021, the, the first, like, you get the dates out there so people can come and join us. I'm actually going to come and do some announcing for you. I'm looking forward I'm to that in, in a big way. But a, an evolution year for you. And I'll, I'll set it up, number one, because we'll talk, probably talk about it a little later. But the Rotax, the dissolution of max speed, the, the evolution of Rotax here in the last couple of months where everybody kind of was just taken off guard that really Rotax was – in, in trouble, a national level for sure. Definitely, there there was no support anymore. Max speed's gone. There's just no promoter at, that, at this point. So, you know, before that happened, you kind of looked at it and you have you decided you're going to evolve, bringing in the IAMI Swift engines for Mini and Micro and replacing the Rotax. What are your thoughts now on that? You look back and say, man, I was probably making a good move. Tell me your thoughts on how things are right now and how are you dealing with with the, with the customers? Well, I <clears throat> I hope I can look back in, in a couple weeks and a couple days from now and, and say it was a good move, right? Um, we, we, in the Northwest, uh, what I wanted to try and do and what we plan to do <clears throat> is rebuild the entry-level karting. And when I say entry-level, I, I mean the young drivers. Yeah. I, I don't mean entry-level like LO206 necessarily. But with this change from the Micromax and Minimax to the Swift, we wanted to be able to rebuild the cadet drivers, and we talked to a lot of uh, families, mm-hmm. and we really looked at the two two big things: um, the parity in the engines, and the fact that there will be no changes for I think it's almost the next five years. Yeah, I, think, I believe five years still correct. Yeah. Those were the two things that we thought if we could provide those to any family uh, that's been in racing or that's looking at getting into racing and maybe looking at trying trying their hand at the Can-Am, if they could have those things at 7 years old or 10 years old in a mini Swift, that we could grow. Essentially looking to reset reset your focus and the, the kids would be in mini mini the swift engines mini and micro mm-hmm. and then eventually bring, bring in potentially the iami junior the x30 junior category into the into the program as well sure i uh like the 
<clears throat> like we talked about on the race team, the customers are going to dictate what we do. Um, of course, we want to we want to try and provide everyone with everything. That's the million dollar question in karting. If we can make everyone happy from a promoter standpoint, mm. it, it seems very hard. But we've got to listen to everyone, and if we can have a, a steps from Micro Swift to Mini Swift, X thirty Junior, X thirty Senior. If that's what the customers want, that's what we will do. And that said, you you still have some some customers dedicated to the Rotax program, still with a di- desire to get to the Rotax Grand Final. So you do have we do. You, you are going to be running the the Rotax Evo in the in the Junior Senior Masters class. We do Can Am. Yep. You've got tickets up for grabs still for the for the Grand Final. We have so a you, ticket for Junior and Senior for Junior yep. Senior. So there still mm-hmm. is that focus on hey, we got customers in this area that run Rotax that are still not done. They still want to they want to run the Rotax. They want to get to the Grand Finals. We spent a lot of hours on the phone, a lot of emails over yeah. these last four months, talking with a lot of families and some teams and uh this is what they asked for um i I think it's it's definitely a little unique for this year there's it seems to me that everyone you talk to right now is either switching to iami or rock Uh, uh, any club president or or promoter is switching um we're we have like you said junior max senior max and masters max we have customers that are coming to the can-am this year to run those classes let's see what happens this year. Obviously, there's lots of people changing. We'll we'll see how things play out this fall and which direction we go for 18. In any, uh, I know you're going to run an, like an open tag class as well, so the mm-hmm. X30 will, of course, have a place to run as well, the yes. Rock and, yes. and, the X, and the X125. Do you foresee uh, people coming in and running both? Do you think some, some guys are going to come in, the Rotax people, they got the Rotax cart, are they going to run Rotax, but... They got it at X thirty as well. Are they gonna Are they gonna do double duty? You think on the weekend? Is that something? You, have people talked about that? Because I, you know, Carters they love running multiple classes. I, it wouldn't surprise me. I, don't, I would think it wouldn't surprise me either. I've had a couple calls about it. I I would imagine that that a few people will do it this year. Uh, of course, um, what a lot of people do in the past couple of years as LO two hundred six has grown and and we run that class in the Can Am. A lot of our racers in the junior category have have ran their junior max, and then they go and jump in a junior LO206 a half hour later. The seniors, of course, some of the fastest LO206 drivers on the West Coast, Stepanova, Derek Wang, yep. uh, uh, Mason Buck, yep. Yep. Choker. Yep. These guys run their road tax, and then, you know, the fence is full to watch these guys bash into each other and in that's LO206. What I love about and that's, you know, obviously I'm from Canada, that's one of the things we've always seen. Is back in, in my day when I was in the 90s and 2000s, all the fast kids like the DeLeos, the Chiavides, all these Tim Morphy, all these guys that would come and run in the, in the U.S., would run, they would run Yamaha. But they would also run our, our Hondas. At that point, we were running Hondas. It's all Briggs in Canada now. But you ran four cycle to get smooth. You know, then you took that over to Yamaha and you kicked butt in Yamaha. And yep. that's, I love that about the LO206. You're still seeing guys run that 206, have a blast. And you, like you said, people come out to the fence to watch the guys in the NASCAR class, you know, in nose to tail drafting in, in 206. Probably be some of our biggest entries and, and, and our biggest classes this year. You know, here's a question for you you started the program to elevate regional racing in the Pacific Northwest, the Can-Am. You're trying to raise it to another level. You, 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 As a team owner, you'd go to a bunch of different racing series. You would say, hey, I like what they do here. I don't like what they do here. When I do mine, I'm going to try to do something different. Give me the transition a little bit from Mike Rawlison, from the racer to the team owner to now the promoter. Now, you do all three still, 
But at one time, you were just winning races in a cart. You're driving. Then you started the team. Now it's a, What's the transition to you as a businessman? Do you regret it? Do you just want to go home and sleep and get a regular 9-to-5 job sometimes? <laughs> so, well, for sure, sometimes. <laughs> Holidays. Yeah. Ho- what? Holidays? Yeah, yeah, I don't know what that I'm is. So sorry. So, <laughs> what is the transition? Do you... Well, it, 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 it's hard. I mean, uh, I love the sport of karting. And um, I, I'm, I'm sure I'll, uh, I'll always be here uh, in, in, in some form. You really have sport. You've, you've got you know you got your hands in a bunch of different pools. It's a way, it's a way to do it, right? You're 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 doing everything. That's people don't realize in karting. That's some of the things you have to do a little bit of everything because you're not making a lot of money. You're trying to make a little bit here, a little bit there, keep your customers happy, and and obviously the the the, the racing itself, the the Can-Am itself is kind of giving you some stability up for your particular program up in the Pacific Northwest as well. Because we know we we've said this many times, the Pacific Northwest is like an island. It's this it's. Everybody thinks it's so far to drive, so nobody's going to come in from even Colorado because everybody thinks it's so far to drive up there, even though teams like Italian Motors and you come, come down and run all the other races. It's, it is really an island. And up there BBR, and right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. From Vancouver, and BC. Genesis back in the day, and, and right. there were guys that would come down to races. But it's, it's weird that uh, you know, you've got that program that's going to give you some stability up in the Pacific Northwest. For sure. Uh, um, the, the, the goal with uh, Can-Am um, was – and is simply to provide a place for all of us teams, uh, whatever size or families to race. That that's the goal. Um, and and of course, uh, you know, we'll see how how this year goes. We started it in 2013, and we've made steady progress every year. And uh, this will probably be our biggest year. I hope it'll be our biggest year. Well, I look forward to it. There's a good possibility I'm coming to all three races, which I think is good. The first one for sure, Mike's like, yeah, you're coming to all of them. Yep. One's in Chilliwack, one's at Pat's Acres. I haven't been to Pat's in so long. I might come out to Pat's just so I can run at the back of the LO206 race. I just, I might have to get behind the wheel. <laughs> See, Cole throw me <laughs> under the, the bus. He said at the very back. <laughs> David Cole, the ass behind the glass, throwing me under the bus. Okay, let's get serious now. <clears throat> let's take a deep breath. <clears throat> you are in the hot seat. All right. Again, folks, Mike Rollison from Rollison Performance Group joining us here on the hot seat, one of our EKN podcasts for the EKN Radio Network. You've had experience with all three of the different platforms, Rotax, IAMI, Rock. I'm not sure if you've driven the Rock yet or not, actually raced the Rock. I know you've raced Rotax. I know you've raced IAMI. Rank the three right now as first off as a team owner and then as a driver. As a team owner, which, which of those three programs, you've done them all, which one works the best as a team owner, at least from, from your standpoint? You're, everybody has different approaches, but from your standpoint, Rotex, IAMI, Rock, rank them. That's a tough one. It's supposed to be a tough one. It is. Um, That's why it's the hot seat. <clears throat> okay, so I, I think that, uh, I mean, obviously I started uh, the team based around uh, Rotex and, uh, uh, you know, some of the other people that we know uh, – Call me the last of the Mohicans for for the yeah for 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 one of the the last Rotax you know uh, uh, supporters. <clears throat> I think uh, for the for the the highest level um, in in the United States, the momentum is it, from my perspective right now is it's obviously it's Miami. Yeah, it it it, it has it, it right now. No it has the momentum. Yeah. Um, the the Rock is making a push. Right, we've all seen what they're doing, and 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 uh, and they're they're pushing to to come into the national market, and w- we'll see how that goes. Right, they've been 
obviously strong in the winter in the Florida Winter Tour in Florida. It's a it's a strong market for them, and now they're 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 pushing. Um, and so time will tell. Over the last couple of years, you've had big tents of Rotax drivers, and you've had big tents of IAMI drivers as well, and some shifter drivers when you've gone to the Super Nationals as yes. well. Yeah. I guess you, for you, it's probably tough to pick either one because you've really had success on both platforms. Well, we have. Uh, you know, uh, we've done well at the Super Nats over the years. Um, uh, back even uh, in in uh, uh, Tag Junior, when it was called Tag Junior, yep. we were running the Leopard. Yeah, right. True. Um, and and of course, we've had big tents in Rotax and had success there also. Uh, they're 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 two different uh, they're two different birds. They're they're just different uh, and. The customers, some of them for sure prefer the IAMI. Some of them have only ever experienced Rotax and have not experienced IAMI or Rock. What about as a driver? You've driven them both. Yeah, I don't think you've driven. You might have tested the Rock, played it, well, plus uh, tested it, but you've raced the IAMI. You've yep. raced the Rotax. Rank yep. rank those two. Which one do you like better? Oh, man, um, well, I've had good success with with both uh, over the last couple years. You see what's happening here, Cole. I'm running right down the middle of the right down the middle of the road here. <laughs> Don't fall off that fence. I okay. I like. I I'll tell you. Um, I had a blast being able to race at the Grand Finals in 2006. That was a special event for me. That was fun. You guys were actually we were there. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Listen, I get it. The you rain know, wasn't that fun. I've been but, to uh, the three big races I've done, really major races I've done in my life. Is obviously I've announced all twenty super nationals. I've seen it grow. I, I love that race. It's it's electric. We did the we. I've done a couple of the. I think we've done three or four of the world finals, so the yeah. grand finals. Just a, yeah. it's an amazing event. Just to yeah. see the when you're walking through the, the the paddock and you're walking through the tents, the teams and the countries and the. Of course, everybody sees the picture when they you know the the cart selection, which sure, is just sure. what a vi- visual cool. that is. And then I, I had the privilege to announce the the Rock Cup International Final at South Garda a couple times, and they trust me, they know how to put a race on too. You know, Mr. Robotsi can get the job done when it comes to, to yeah. putting an event on. Just class act all the way through. Yeah, those three events, and that's why I'll let you walk the fence because it's so hard. Well, it's hard. I, I mean, so I would say that was one of one of the neatest races that I've got to race in myself over the years. Um, most recently in the U.S. Um, uh, the streets of Lancaster just a few months ago in September. That was the first time I'd ever been to that event, and I got to race it, and um, we did really well, and that was really cool. The the fans under uh, the lights too. Uh, that's under your, the lights. We did it under the lights that night last year. That yeah, was fun. Yeah, they had that huge uh, that huge big screen. Yeah, and uh, the the restaurants right down there, kind of near near the start finish line, and uh, you had. Uh, you know the families were out, right? The kids are are, are eating popcorn and and dad's drinking beer and I think Rolls yelling at racers because that was a good head fake. He's he's head faked as to what it's like to drive the which engine I like the most. These events are really good. These are the events I like. Good for you. You should be a politician. Well done. No, Here, then you know what? I'm not going to give you a chance to, to to bob and weave on this one. Here's a, this is a tough one. I didn't even mention this before. It just came to my head, so I'm going to ask it to you. Okay, this is the hot seat. All right. Uh, the Rotex, yep. obviously, we've seen it grow. We, we saw it go from a club program, which at that point when it first launched, it was such a great program, right? Right. Club program, service center. You just go in, they, they rebuild it for you, go back out and race again as a Grand National. Right. In my mind, everything changed when it got crazy in Europe and the, the Euro Challenge started. And all of a sudden, everybody said, hey, you know what? We need to make this Rotex thing. It needs to be national. It's that, we've got the winter tour. Now we need to have, you know, 
It just, I think it got too big because everybody got behind it. It's one of the things I'm worried about with the 206. I don't want, everybody tells me about a national, we need a national event. Yeah. I go, that's a good idea. Let's do a national event. We have to spend three, 3,000 bucks to go to a, a, a race, which is like three years of a budget from, from the guy who's supposed to drive a 206. Correct. Um, we saw this thing, the, the, the thing roll. What, do you, what, in your mind, what killed Rotex? Because Rotex, for all intents and purposes, is essentially dead at the national level. It's going to have some regional racing, but you know, there's already the, the bringing the Rock here to Sonoma and the Sanzaru. Iami's going to other places. For all intents and purposes, nationally, originally, you know, the Rotex is all but dead. What, were you, what are your thoughts? What, do you, what is your opinion on on what led to its demise? Well, that's a tough one, um, and I, I think. It takes a lot of resources to go fast in Rotex. Simply put. Simply put. It takes a lot of time and a lot of money to go fast in Rotex. As, as not, a- not every single class, not every single weekend, okay? But just overall, it, it takes a lot. As a guy that would have people in your tent over the years, a certain amount of time, and you have rental engines in your in your sure, so you above anybody knew what the costs were for every one of the up, upgrades, the sure. updates of the motors, right? The, the issues they had. Sure. To me, that's you know, and I don't put a lot of fault on Max Speed. You know, we had you know we've had our beefs with Max Speed ourselves with, with stuff that happened sure. personally. And that's behind. That's I'm not worried about that. Yeah. I don't put I don't Max Speed put on great events. Yep. They put really sure. good races on. Always did. The issues they had coming out of BRP, it's tough. They just there was so many things that they had to. You're always constantly upgrading the motor, putting more mo- money into your motor, new cylinder, new new whatever it is. That must have been hard for you as well, knowing that you had to upgrade twenty motors you had in the trailer as well. Let alone just for the drivers that were your. It was your, really your tough, clients. really tough. It was very tough, and and that was um, actually one of the main things that came up this winter as I talked to. Uh, you know, different families from the Northwest in the Can-Am. One of the things they were, I had multiple comments on was, <clears throat> you know, we're not sure what we're going to do. There's a <clears throat> another this or another upgrade that. It, it It's hard, not just for the teams, but for families, for kart racers. Yeah. That really was the the kicker, I think, to a certain extent. I think I think there's been a few things. Right, and, and the cost it, it is one of them. Right, the cost to upgrade, the time, um, uh, uh, for sure. The 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 tires that that are across the world that Rotax uses are very difficult to drive on, which is awesome. Okay, challenge and, uh, yeah. a challenge. challenge, and it, you have to you have to learn what you know overdriving into a turn is. Or you you're not going to be fast. It seems to me, Mike, uh, that that some of the issues with Rotax and and the people being upset with it were kind of masked and maybe hidden a little bit by the quality of the races. Whether you were running the you know the U.S. Open put on great races, the Grand Nationals were always a lot of fun. Andy Saisman and, yeah. the, and the Challenge of the Americas, awesome. you come down, you know you were going to come down and have a great time. Yeah. There was going to be issues. Yeah, I had to spend all this money, but I'm going to come back down to Andy's crew, and we're going to have a great time at these races in the winter. It seemed to me like the quality of the events they put on kind of masked a little bit the fact that the product had these issues that were costing people a lot of money. Sure. I mean, I think the races are all, all, all what you make them, right? People go to races for different reasons, right? I mean, you have a newer driver that, that's going to step up from a regional to a national level. Uh, the, maybe the parity wasn't there in the, the particular class they were racing, but if that young kid or 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 young adult was getting a lot of experience that weekend at, at whatever 
Rotax event it was, it was still a win at the end of the weekend for them. Very true. All right, let's we'll spin this and go to a positive. Okay, we'll cap we'll cap off this edition of the first edition of the hot seat. You've done well, by the way. You're essentially out of the hot seat now because I'm going to come with an easy question. I'm going to throw you up a softball okay. right now. All right, and I will say happy Cinco de Mayo to everybody. I know you're not, but I'm having a Corona right now, which is awesome. So this is I'll throw back happy to the Cinco old de Mayo. the old happy hour with Howdens. Uh, what are you excited about for the rest of 2017? You've been through this crazy first. A quarter of the year, you know, the first four months, actually, first first third of the year, you've hammered down race after race, come up for a bit of a breath. The road tax issues here, it's done, it's essentially done now. We're all, wow, what's going to happen? We know, we essentially know to a certain extent what's going to happen. What are you, what are you excited about for the rest of the year? What's, what are you saying? I can't wait for that race, or I'm excited about this, or what is it? Uh, <clears throat> well. Right in front of us is the Can-Am season opener, so I'm really excited about that. I, I'm uh, uh, cautiously optimistic, uh, right, to see, uh, you know, who shows up, right? We're, we're putting a, a lot of time and a lot of effort into it, and, and uh, I'm excited for a couple of the new Swift classes that we have. I'm excited to see who turns up in LO206 and, and uh, who turns up in the tag classes. So right in front of me, that's exciting. Um, things that I've been thinking about over the last couple of weeks, I'm excited to get back to Portugal. Uh, we've got a driver that's qualified to go back to the grand finals, Billy. Yeah, right? that's, that's awesome. That's exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that this fall. Uh, I'm excited about the Super Nationals. And I, I want to try and get to the, uh, uh, the Rock uh, Finals and the, the IAMI World Challenge, right? I've never been to either of them. I've never been. So knock a couple bucket list uh, events out. You're, but you're always on reconnaissance missions anyways. You're, you're out there to see what's going on still. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Of course I am. Yes. That's what I got to do. Yeah. Well, that's good. So uh, you, you got stuff down the line you're looking forward to. Uh, what about this weekend? You're looking forward to – you think you're going to put somebody on the podium tomorrow oh, or on I, Sunday? I, I, we have a really great chance. We, we have uh, 14 drivers under the tent, and we, we have uh, – every one of the drivers has made huge progress this weekend, and we definitely have uh, the – we can win. Let me ask you this question, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll give you the parallel for myself as well. Obviously, I announced the Mazda Road to Indy, and, of course, I do the Indy, Indy, IndyCar as well. Yeah. When I see kids that I've known for however many years coming through the ranks of all the races we've done, Scusa, Rotax, whatever it may be, I feel really proud of them. I get choked up when I'm on the podium and I'm trying to interview the guys uh, because I've seen them for so long. Give me your thoughts to cap off this edition of the Hot Seat of how you feel when, you've, when you get success with your team. I know that there's ups and downs. One of the things that we don't get – in the media, is we don't we cheer for everybody. We don't get that full feeling of a successful job well done. You know, when you when you we, I still race. So when I when I tune my own cart and I win a race, there's a huge feeling of success. When you have multiple success under the tent, give me just give me a little look inside of Mike Rawls and how you feel when you're packing stuff up after a big win winning weekend. Well, winning makes everything better. <laughs> it makes packing up until nine or ten o'clock better. It it, it makes everything better. Um, that that's what we try and do every weekend. Uh, sometimes uh, we don't get a win, right? It's just that simple. It's very hard. There's the teams that are here and the drivers that are here at this event, all across the paddock are. There's some very talented teams, tuners, drivers. It's it's very hard. Um, but sometimes you don't get a win, but you you get to see a driver that maybe struggled on Thursday and struggled on Friday uh, bridge that gap and get over the hump and really make a big step forward, whether it's in the racecraft or or just in uh, the communication to their mechanic on what the cart's doing. 
that's a win for that family and that driver. Yeah, with 40-something, 40 44 guys in, in X30 Senior. It's crazy. Somebody's going to finish 15th and be over the moon happy. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's beautiful. If you're making progress, or at least this is what I tell our drivers, if we're making progress, you know, we're going in the right direction. Mike Ralston, thank you so much. Awesome edition of the hot seat. How do you, you feel good now? I feel okay. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. You don't feel too beat up or anything? No, no, no. It wasn't as bad as I you did good. We thought. I'm impressed. I wasn't actually. sure what was on the other side of that laptop exactly <laughs> for questions. Yeah. There, you know what? I, I only missed one, but only because you got into, into it already. So, no, you did, you did good, man. I'm impressed. Thank you. Consider this a win. <laughs> Consider this a win. <laughs> I won. Great. Thanks, Rob. Folks, there he is, uh, Mike Rawlson from the Rawlson Performance Group, the first guy to get into the hot seat. He was nervous when he came in. He's got a, still got a smile on his face when he when he left. David Cole, I think you're pretty pretty happy with that. Dave gives me the thumbs up as well. Folks, we're just getting things rolling with the ECAN Radio Network. We've got a couple of deep brief podcasts done in the books. We just finished off our first hot seat. We've got a couple more things that David and I are working on. You're going to see four, five, maybe six different shows, different themes that we're going to have on the ECAN Radio Network. They're all going to be available on the website uh, through Podbean as well, and we've got more opportunities of, of how we're going to present it uh, to the good folks, all the listeners at eCardingNews.com. But again, this was our first edition of the Hot Seat here on the ECAN Radio Network. A big thanks to Mike Rawlson for sitting down and chatting with us here at uh, Sonoma as we're uh, getting ready to rock and roll with the Supercarts USA Spring Nationals. On behalf of David Cole, the producer of this broadcast, this has been Rob Howden. Join us again when we put another driver or an industry member or a dad or whoever, somebody cool in the hot seat.